Oh my god, we're back for another exciting episode of Bevelations! Cocktails and conversations with Philly's most fabulous, it's Bev. Hello, welcome to day 4,742 of quarantine, or at least it feels that way. Um, coming to you live from my very own penthouse apartment here in the sky in Philadelphia. Hope everyone out there is doing well. Um, we have a fabulous episode for you today with one of my very good friends, Mr. Joey Viola. A lot of you may know him uh, from his work here in the community. He is going to talk all about that uh, as a hairstylist and as well with his work with uh, Stonewall. Uh, we gossip, have a fun little kiki about um, self-care during the quarantine, uh, take a trip down memory lane as to what we were into when we were kids, and of course we talk about some drag. If you're enjoying the podcast and want to send a dollar my way for it, I would appreciate it during these tough times. My Venmo is It's Bev Bitch, uh, like Brittany, but elderly. You can also find me on Instagram at the same name, It's Bev Bitch. Uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy this fun new episode. Bye. Oh my gosh, we are here with another exciting episode of Bevelations. As always, I'm joined by my trusty cohort, Jeremiah. Hi! Ooh, you are loud, okay. <laughs> and and uh, today we are joined by neighborhood celebrity, uh, Facebook shit starter, uh, Stonewall uh, person of the year, and hairstylist to the stars, and by stars, I mean me, it's Joey Viola. Hello, everybody. Hi. 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 What was that, girl? I said hi. Oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> oh, hi. So in true podcast fashion, here's a little peek behind the curtain. Every single episode, we've been like 30 minutes behind schedule because of technical difficulties. So, yeah. <laughs> We are, at least we're consistent. Consistently behind. It's drag time, right? Exactly. exactly. Our podcast is drag time. I like that. I'm going to steal that and use that. So, gentlemen, how are we doing today? Jeremiah, I'm a little hungover. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Jeremiah, yeah. Yeah. Joey, how are I'm you? Fantastic. I'm fantastic. I'm working on getting a hangover as we speak. I am hungover as well. Yes, we're recording this the day after my birthday, so I did partake in some uh, birthday libations last yes. night. Happy birthday! Yeah, happy birthday! Thank you. Thank you. If you're listening to this at home and want to send me money because you missed my birthday, it's Venmo. It's Bev Bitch. Um, so, so Joey, how are you enjoying your quarantine? Um, well, it, it came at a good time because we, me and uh, the fiance, were moving in the middle of it, so we've been able to busy ourselves with a. Uh, getting settled into our new place in the neighborhood. But as of now, just just hanging out. Yeah, not doing much. And you both actually had the virus, we right? We did. We did. We did. We did. We've been, we've been virus-free for about a month now. How was that? Like, what were your symptoms? Just, I, I'm curious, because I, you know, haven't so, direct effect. Yeah, yet. so I, I tell everybody, it's definitely different for everybody, because not only myself and TJ, who's my fiance, had it, his um, immediate family also had it, and they were all, we were all together, like, a day before I started getting sick, so I'm pretty sure I got them all sick, but, you know, whatever. No one died, so we're good. Um, I, um, 
I started out with like just what felt like a pretty bad cold and I kind of just like, Oh, you know, just it's seasonal, whatever. I'm fine. So three days of like just a bad cold and a little bit of a fever, then it went away. And it was like the eye of the storm for like three days. I was like fit. I was going to work. I was going out to the bar after work, living my life. And then bam, three days afterwards, I hit like fevers, chills, couldn't get out of bed, couldn't move. Couldn't, it was just like every bad symptom you could think of like a flu I had. I mean, everything, you know, the whole nine. So that went on for like five days of just, I couldn't get up and I couldn't, I couldn't taste or smell or, and I didn't have a really bad cough. Uh, I had a little bit of a cough, but then when all the symptoms went away, I, I, I was completely healthy. I could, that's when my shortness of breath happened. So then I was short of breath for like another five days, just like not sick, just like couldn't breathe. It was just like, I, I felt like oh, I had wow. just worked out. Like I would get up to pee and like no symptoms, just couldn't breathe. So my doctor sent me in a, an inhaler uh, and then TJ and a bunch of his family, they all got the test done as they also showed similar symptoms. They all came back positive. My doctor told me not even to get a test because it was early and the tests were very limited and you know, it would be a waste because we already knew that I had it. So that's what, where we're at now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a yeah, I'm glad too. It was horrible. I was like, God, is this the end? But um, yeah, no, you know, I luckily I'm a young, healthy, otherwise healthy person with no uh ha, you said young. That's funny. Also, <laughs> well, younger than you. Um no they're called um um morbidities. It's like I have no previous diagnoses that would jeopardize my health with a bad virus like this. So I was lucky, one of the lucky ones compared to the thousands that aren't currently so lucky right now. Right. So, um, you're our, you're a first time, I'm sure you're a long time listener, first time guest. Um, so sure. tell everyone, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Tell everyone where you're from in case we can't tell from your accent. <laughs> uh, well, a boy raised in Philly, originally the Northeast. Uh, well, color, color me surprised. <laughs> a, a lot of us, a lot of people confuse Delco and Northeast Philly to be the same. We are not the same. We are very different people. Um, but so born and raised, yes, valid, just different types of trash. Um, <laughs> born and raised in, 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 in this, in and around this beautiful, beautiful city of brotherly love. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> Never left. You're like herpes. Just like, Steve, I, just like Stephen Sondheim said, I'm still yes. here. Yes. So, herpes, bitch. Yes. <laughs> um, and you mentioned your fiance. You're 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 an engaged. Lady. She is. She's betrothed. Um, TJ is uh, born and raised in the Allentown area, uh, and then he moved to Iowa for high school. I know. Um, and then spent 10 years in Chicago. And then when he came back to Philadelphia, uh, when he came to Philadelphia, that's when we met about two and a half years ago. And the story has been writing itself. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm ordained and I can't wait to marry you all, uh, at the end, whenever we come out of uh, quarantine in about three and a half. Yep. Yep. It'll be a long engagement due to the said virus. So, <laughs> so, um, so as I mentioned, um, you and I knew each other socially first, but before you started uh, cutting my hair. But you are uh, you're you're the you're the the stylist to many of the neighborhoods uh, elite. Let's say yeah. that. Just, just the one, just, um, the one with, just the one with money. <laughs> that's 
that can afford me. The Philly famous. Oh God, I, I'm actually I'm I'm stopping using the word Philly famous unless you're an actual drag queen or gig performer because if you're just famous because you have abs or some type of whatever, I don't. I don't you need to have a skill set or, to be famous, or you don't want to pay it, you, or you don't want to pay attention to quarantine. Rules. Correct, correct, correct. You're not going to be famous in my. You got to be. You got to <laughs> do something. You got to achieve something for your fame. Um, That's been. But that being said, yeah. So my this whole becoming a the gamer like a gamer stylist is crazy did you want me to embellish on this was this a, a doorway for me oh i want to i'm i want you to like i don't i want you to tell us all like the juiciest gossip that you've heard from the stylish chair oh, we're just right not, into that right into that okay not i do yeah, want to just say, not name any names. i do want to say before we get started i think i'm the only gay in the neighborhood that doesn't actually get my hair cut by joey <laughs> but but in your defense you do well, go, it'll only be you do go to my dear dear former colleague barbara ann lythrope uh, i think she's at rescue spa yes she um is. and she is just phenomenal i love her i loved working with her i miss working with her and if anybody was going to be doing the clients i deserve it would be her um, so, uh, I love her and I, she can, she, if she just decided she wanted to take a bunch of my gaze, I would let her. She does phenomenal work. So shout out to Barran for sure. Um, that being said, yeah, my career start. I, I, I wasn't, I only started doing hair in center city proper in the neighborhood proper only about five years ago. And it just blew up. I, and it, I blew up because of my involvement, I guess, with so many different social leagues. Like I, I was just like with Stonewall and a lot of my clients became more Stonewall people and, you know, going to the bars or going to an event or going to drag shows and, you know, drag queen would take her wig off and be like, you cut hair, you cut boy hair, like help me. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, we'll get the, you know, the glue and the glitter out and I'll help you out. Some don't, Bev. <laughs> how, how dare you? <laughs> uh, but no, the- Joey gives me shit because I come in on a Friday morning after doing Thursday night worth of drag. And I'm like, you're just going to shampoo my hair you anyway. You are so right. My clippers always have a little speckle of glitter so I can remember you the rest of the day. Why am I shampooing if you're just going to do it for Valid. me? Valid. And you pay for the shampoo, so you might as well get it done. Exactly. She shows exactly. up in full face. She's like, just cut it. It's fine. <laughs> Don't I cut have- my face. <laughs> The salon, the salon that Joey works at, which is Odyssey Salon, is literally right across, literally across the street from my apartment building. So there's plenty of time where I will walk out in a full face and everyone across the street just waves. I'm like, hello. He yes. is loved and adored. And Bev is loved Cross- and adored by our salon very much. Cross dresser running up the street with a wig <laughs> head. That's me. It's my highly the my day. It's funny that you say you brought your man. Fuck you. We'll say peruse. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jeremiah! Wouldn't it be so unfortunate if I just didn't include your audio track in this interview? <laughs> it would be terrible. <laughs> it would sound weird. <laughs> um, so, Joey, so your uh, a stylist is usually a, a gay bo- a gay boy's uh, best um, uh, therapist. Really, truly, so what... especially the ones that don't want to go to regular therapy. I, I can tell because <laughs> they. So what are some of the craziest stories that you've heard from behind the stylist chair? Okay, so here's the tale one thing. Um, I literally watched an entire divorce unfold at my chair. Um, and this was... A, hom- a homosexual a divorce homosexual or a hetero divorce? Who cares about the hetero divorces? They divorce every day. Okay. Okay. Wait, was this, like, was this like an episodic like divorce? This was happening over Yes, 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 Jeremiah. So it was, I cut both spouses' hair and I would get both sides of the story, Queen. I'm talking <laughs> like, he doesn't, wait, how, what, 
before I go any further, how rated can I be? Like, what's my rating? Oh. Like, rated M, A? Okay, cool. cool. Literally yeah, anything. Okay. Fuck, fuck shit, cunt great, bitch. Great, great, I don't okay. So, like, the ones... Hi, Judy. <laughs> so the one spouse is like, he doesn't suck my dick anymore. The other one's like, oh, he doesn't know how to bottom anymore. I mean, these are queens that have been together for, like... <laughs> 13 years okay 13 years oh, they wow. have equity they have assets and i'm cutting both their hairs and they're giving me the tea back and forth back and forth and then each haircut mind you each haircut's what a month so each month yeah. I, the, the same guys come in and like you could see they're they're physically losing their shit like they're just like starting to like the ones like letting himself go it's and the other one's like super super getting like fit and buff and gorgeous so i could see like both of them handle like depression differently so like the one handles if i just like saying fuck everything i'm just gonna eat my feelings the other one's like i'm gonna get gorgeous because i'm getting out of this shit it's the, I need gay to be- version. It's the gay version of shannon and david bedore yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> facts, facts. so i want i mean mind you they started coming to me they were happy we had to go had drinks together as couples when i was with, i was dating somebody else and everything was and then i watched it deteriorate through each month of haircuts their divorce they're re in separate relationships um there's not i'm sorry they're not divorced they're still together but the one um stopped coming to me completely and the other one stay with me for a little bit and then stop coming to me completely because i think one what happens this is what sucks for me so what happens is when you have people that are together when they break up you also have to choose like who gets to keep the stylist in the divorce like that's a legit thing because they're like no well, I, they, they tell me everything i'm like a walking hipaa violation uh if for those of you who don't know that's the, the, the policy for privacy in healthcare but um you know if I, I can open my mouth at the wrong time and like spill out someone's entire tea so i don't um but except right now except right, well i didn't give any names or anything about these young gentlemen um i know, I know. but the one stopped coming to me then the other stopped coming to me and i reached out to both of them and they both stopped coming to me thinking the other one was still coming to me and by then they'd already found new barbers uh new stylists and they moved on um and they're both redating amazing people who are also my friends so like they're all now my friends separately but like the, watching a relationship like just crumbling throughout my haircuts my half hour sessions with these guys was it was it was it was tea but at the same time it was sad and, I, and it was it was hard to watch that was like the most dramatic thing i've seen in terms of I was gonna say, that was very uplifting joey thank you for yeah, that you know so follow up follow up question how long did you cut your cut their hair collectively and then when did like things start to deteriorate so like did you like cut their hair for like three years in the last no. year like everything <laughs> No, I started cutting their hair. I would say I cut their hair for a little under a year before I started to watch things deteriorate. But, like, I, I hear you pouring that line, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, like, I'm trying to cover the sound by talking over, but I don't think I'm doing a good job, even though you can still hear it. Did you just have a good microphone? Yeah, I mean, so, go ahead. So give us give us something funner than that. Funner, 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 funner. Um, there's this crazy habit of oh god i hope i don't lose clients from saying this but whatever fuck it um a lot of you're all like like eight people I know. <laughs> a lot of my Drag clients her. Drag a, lot, her. <laughs> a lot of my clients who i know are attracted to me i i i i, I physically feel them intentionally keep their arm in places that tend to graze said lower part oh yeah all the time it's been happening since day one um and you know what if if they're cute whatever um (laughs) you know uh but 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of flirtation uh, um, from both ends. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, there's I I've, I've flirted my way into some to have some clients uh, into into better into tips. Better tips. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's you know it, you got to think of it. This well, is, you're just you're just a wig away from being a drag queen <laughs> in that aspect. <laughs> this is, there's a you know we're working in beauty, right? So what we're doing is we're making people feel confident. We're making people feel sexy. We're making people kind of look at themselves and be and, and feel attractive. So when you do that, you want to start to to make them feel attractive at the beginning from the beginning to the end of the service so that comes with a little bit of flirt a little bit of oh this your eyes look so good in this light um and it's i trust me i never bullshit like i won't say like you got great skin if your skin ain't great like it's just not who i am you know i'm in i'm in the business of making people look as good as they they, they want to look and feel as good as they want to feel but i will not lie to you to achieve a bigger tip or anything like that and i think that's why i became successful because people know i'll give them i'll give them i'll give you the real i'll say girl no you don't look great today or no you're parting your hair wrong or your skin's looking messy you want to this is my dermatologist you know um but that being said um yeah i mean the flirting is super fun and cute and amazing and i, I think that comes with the territory of having a gayborhood salon. I mean, my stylist friends call me out all the time. They're like, are you literally a seconds away from sucking your client's ticks? I'm like, well, I mean, you know, my tips are higher than all of yours. So I guess I'm doing something right. Uh, like, <laughs> my, my, my calendar is booked. <laughs> but, uh, the, the, but that being said, I have insanely amazing coworkers and my boss, the owners, uh, Lexi and Dan Hoban, they're, they, 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 they gave a, they put a risk on bringing me into their shop and, I'm glad they did because they're they're fucking awesome. They're just the coolest owners, and they really built such just, an awesome business. Just your health department violations alone I, are I mean, a lot. To valid, valid. I don't even know what barbicide <laughs> is these days. But like, <laughs> that should be that should be your drag name, Bar- Barbara Side. Barbara Side. Oh, uh, you know, keep a lookout because you know I already Literally. made my step out with uh, the help of you queens for my uh, beauty ball yeah. look. Yes, Joey was Joey was put into drag for the beauty ball, and I said you looked like the mom from um, my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> you looked like Lainey. You looked like Lainey Kazan. I just wanted you to be like, "There's a hole in this cake. <laughs> it's a boot. <laughs> bump, 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 bump. Butt. It's a butt, butt." <laughs> Great shout out in case people who are listening that don't live in Philadelphia. What is beauty ball? Oh. Uh, Bev, do you want to take the reins on that, please? Beauty Ball (laughs) is a charity event that my good friend Ryan Wyrowski and I produce every year. We took it over about four years ago from previous uh, producers, and it's an annual uh, drag charity event where people... It's supposed to be like you you use your Halloween costume again. Every gay boy gets in drag for Halloween. Many a drag queen is born on Halloween, so we give you another excuse to wear the the wig and the shoes. And um, all the money goes to a local charity. The last few years has been the Attic uh, LGBT Youth Center. And um, yeah, this year we raised almost $13,000. So I was awesome. very, very, very what happy. What an awesome, 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 awesome achievement. And for one event... And- and you were feeling yourself, man. Girl, that I evening. felt her new fish. I felt it, you know. And I dedicated. I sh- I never. Bitch, how how many years have you guys known me? Have I ever shaved my beard? Uh, so that uh, you have not. That beard had came off, and that skin was new. 
Uh, I had a. I was surprised you shaved because I figured you'd just rock a bearded look no, like you. Went. I'm not saying. Listen, I love bearded drag. Trust and believe. Eric Jeffy and 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 Joey Gallagher and all those queens. I think they're just phenomenal, and it's such a cool, cool thing. I just wanted to feel that like full stereotypical woman. You know, that step full woman. Um, you wanted to feel your full Greek mother. I wanted it so uh, bad. Greek matriarch life. I literally, girl. I let me tell you something though. Those heels. I can't. I don't know how you do it. I really, and I don't. I oh, don't. that's my favorite part. That is my favorite part of Beauty Ball because all these boys, especially now with Amazon Prime, like a few years ago when I first started working with it, like everybody would just go up the street to like Easy Pickens and House of Beauty and just get shit from there. Right. But now every now everybody just orders shit from Amazon Prime. But I love like these boys will walk in in these like cunty stiletto heels and i'm like i give you 45 minutes and you're walking around voyeur in your bare feet because literally was literally i bought you know i didn't even do the amazon route i went to fucking nordstrom rack went back to the biggest Ooh, section oh, she, got some got some cheap calvin kleins uh super cute and i'm thinking okay if i get a brand like they won't be as bad no no, no, they were they were horrible. I was I yep. felt like I was bleeding. I kept checking my feet. I'm like, I think they're bleeding. And TJ's they're not they're not bleeding. I'm like, no, I, I feel blood. And they're just it was it was uh-huh. insane. Um, no one could ever accuse you of being dramatic. Ever they're bleeding. <laughs> uh, but I had such a good time. I really did. It was cool. we had we had Layla McQueen this year, and um, we went out with her afterwards. And she's like, "Why is everyone in their bare feet?" I'm like, "Because they've come from the event you were just at, and none of them know how to walk in heels. So now they're walking around <laughs> in their bare feet." True, 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 true. So, um, and you were just voted uh, Stonewall uh, Sports' Person of the Year. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, I don't know what happened with that. <laughs> no. Um, well, speaking of sucking dicks, you must have sucked a lot. <laughs> I would have had to suck a lot of dicks to that move. Um, so, I... Uh, I, I love I love competitive sports and not in the sense that I'm like this athletic queen that like came from sports like I did not I came from choir and cello and like gay things in high school cello. but I always uh, cello but I always wanted to when when Stonewall started here in Philadelphia in 2014 um, I knew it was like something I wanted to be a part of something to do something active um, and so I've been a part of it since its inception year. Um, and I've always done as much as I can to volunteer, to help, to coach, to re- in whatever sports, whatever they needed, whenever they needed help, I would I would be there because I didn't ever want to see this kind of I didn't want to see this die away because I think Stonewall creates a safe space for people who always wanted to play sports but were scared of being bullied. I think that Stonewall allows um, new friendships to form. It allows people from, say, Chicago who moved to Philly that were on Stonewall, they joined this Stonewall League. It, it feels like a comfort zone, and it's a way to make new friends in a new place. Uh, so I always just kind of loved and, and stood behind it. And obviously, they also do all um, non nonprofit, so it's all charity-based. So I think we donated uh, like $104,000 to the Attic Youth Center that, uh, this last year. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, big number. Oh, she got she got to show up. My thirteen thousand. <laughs> okay. I wasn't. I didn't want to throw. But that happening at the same time that I won. Well, Joey, it's been so fun having you on. Thank you so much. But by, I mean, this is thousands of people, hon. You, I mean, and, and it's right. over the course of a year and with sponsors and everything like that. Um, what you do for Beauty Balls is just incredible to be a singular I'm event. Um, but winning Stonewall Person of the Year was. Uh, everyone was like you. I was, ex- I was, I, uh, 
I was surprised. And everyone was like, why are you surprised? And I, I guess it's hard for me to see what other people see and what they say. I, I just, I'm just there screaming and having fun. And I just love to be social. I love to talk to people. And I, uh, I don't see myself as like this, you know, popular, like everyone likes me. I'm the best at everything. I like suck at most of the sports I play. I just show up and I try to be positive. And I think that just showed. And I, and it was nice to be appreciated. And uh, it was nice to be recognized by my peers and by people that I look up to. And what does what does one win by being the um, the person of well, the year? It's, it's, I, I always say it's similar to being crowned the Queen of England. Um, if you really, it's just a figurehead, and the the board of Stonewall is Parliament. <laughs> so I get a <laughs> so you title. Get, you, get, you get pretty jewels and no power. Right, right. I get the title. I get the recognition. I get. Um, you know, do you get like free admission. I do, or anything? I do. They give you. They gave me free registration for all and any sports for the year, which saves me hundreds, by the way. Um, Except I mean, that everything it, shut down. Now. Right now, <laughs> like my year is not the best year, <laughs> but it's okay. Right. I am. I, I. I still stand behind so well. And honestly, um, my plan by the end of this year is to raise the money that they um, afforded me for free registrations and donate it back. Um, to the cause. So I'm you stand by for that. I'll do a little little like cuts for a cause or something cute like that and uh money will be donated and back to you know to the little gay kitties that they deserve and they need it. So um but yeah, I don't know. I just it's it was crazy and it was fun and it's not a big deal, but it also is a huge deal and um um I'm very thankful that people kind of saw that I just I love it and I I love being a part of Snowball. So can I okay. can I ask a question real quick? So backing up from being person of the year, you're also involved in coordinating some of the sports and, and not just playing. Like, how did you get involved in being a coordinator? I, I don't think it's a board member, but like you, you're pretty right, yeah. heavy in rotation in terms of like how things are set up for like not just bowling, but I think like also kickball. So like, how did you get involved in that? So funny. Okay. So, well, it started out with uh, kickball. Um, I got really just really good and knowledgeable at the rules and I got really uh, involved with like watching the umpires and everything and in, in early in the season. And then there was a call like we needed, they needed umpires. They needed people to, to rap. And you know, that takes, uh, you have to, you know, I, I, I get that some gays and some people would feel intimidated by having to kind of basically boss people around and tell them they're wrong or they're doing something wrong. Um, I have no problem doing that. So, um, <laughs> I jumped on the opportunity for volunteer um, umpires and refs, and then I kind of built from there. You kind of, and then uh, it just, it was just like being at the right place at the right time. Like uh, Joanna Kirby, a phenomenal, phenomenal Stonewall member, uh, was stepping down from her role as head umpire, and it just, I jumped in. I said, I, I'll do it, and uh, I did. And then from there, I became a league manager, uh, where, I, and so I kind of run the day-to-day operations of actual kickball. And I, I coordinate with the referees and the umpires and the captains and make sure everything's running smoothly with it, with the help from my team and the support of my board. Um, as for, I do that, I did that with dodgeball a little bit and I always offer help in any sport to anybody like, like, Hey, if you need an extra ref or something, whatever with bowling, I actually never did anything in management. I know it seemed like it because me and Bob Cringe, who's an inc- incredible part of Stonewall and on the board. I love um, Bob. Yeah, we're, we're good friends, and, and he, me and him did a lot together with kickball. I always went off and tried to support him uh, with bowling when needed. But no, bowling, I was just a player. My team won best costume. <laughs> Group. Costume. I have nothing to say. <laughs> 
Fuck you. I was capping and changing. And I'm done with us talking. And I'm done with us talking about sports. All right. All right. <laughs> so let's move on to um, the. We do have some uh, listener questions. Hey. Oh. This is fun. And um, this this week they're actually pretty good. Let's see. Uh, first, <laughs> Onyx on Dicks wrote in: uh, Is a burrito a sandwich? Yes or no? And explain reasoning. Um, no, I would say no. Do you want me to explain? <laughs> Who's explaining first? You, you explain just a first. fucking idiot. I say no. I say if it's a wrap, the the contents are completely wrapped with no open ends except the front and the back. A sandwich has to be open on all sides. There. I like agree the with that. That's a, I, yeah, yeah. You couldn't agree. have said it better. <laughs> we need to get Onyx on this podcast. She'd oh, be a fucking. Idiot. I will fervently so listen to that podcast. <laughs> Um, Mac Miguel too, our friend Mackenzie wrote in and just wrote that bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> she killed um, her husband. Have you watched? Have you watched Tiger King? Joe? I have not. Uh, I'm going. What? I know. I know. I'm going to. I was honestly been uh, catching up. I, I I started Cheer, and um, I'm in love. I'm in love. Uh, but no, we were, we were watching our, all of our other shows. But we're gonna start Tiger King this week for sure. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I just dressed like Carol Baskin on Friday night for a uh, drag race viewing party and the number. It's still available on my Facebook page if you dig deep enough. Uh, she killed her husband. Um, and also, right. didn't you say that they are reopening the case into her husband's disappearance? Yes. So, uh, yeah, I read somewhere that like because of the popularity of the podcast and things that were brought up, the uh, the police in Florida are like reopening the case in regards to like Don Lewis's uh, disappearance. Jesus. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. So next question. This is a good one. Oh, hold on. My phone doesn't recognize me. There we go. Uh, H. Hickmott wrote in, when did you know you were gay and what were your childhood crushes? Oh, wow. That's a deep dive, girl. It's a good one, right? Good one. Jeremiah, would you go first or do you want me to go first or... Um, I, you're the guest, so I'll, I'll, you go first. Okay. So the, can you repeat the question, um, Alex Trebek? When did you know you were gay and who were your childhood crushes? Okay. Uh, two part, two for, two for, uh, I knew I was gay. Uh, I would say like uh, early, early, you know, six, six years old. And I, I know, I remember that there's an exact moment, uh, a big Phillies fan here, by the way, big Philadelphia Phillies fan. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I had a Darren Dalton poster. Uh, he was a, a Phillies player in the nineties. Uh, and it was one of those size posters. Remember those posters? It would be like a person. And then it would give you like the inches that you put on the wall that you could see how tall oh, you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mine was a Darren yeah. Dalton poster. And I used to lean over my bunk bed and kiss that poster when i was like six i made out and he was not that good looking of a man she was desperate oh um so i made out with a poster so i guess that was clue one uh made out with a poster with a literal poster huh i have no traumas uh okay so. that was, uh, that's how how mary Catherine gallagher of you yeah i yes yeah uh i think my my crushes at that okay biggest crush leonardo dicaprio titanic Oh um, man, the wet, like wet, like tasseled hair look. I just, I lived. I had the biggest crush on Leonardo DiCaprio, also on Chris O'Donnell in Batman, uh, opposite George Batman. Clooney. Yeah, when he's not tucking the socks when they're wet. Oh <laughs> my god! Oh, just I, I would say those two stand out the most in my in my 
in my mind's eye. Uh, how about you? How about you, Jatemish? Uh, so I would have to say, like, my first memory of being like, oh, I'm like feeling some kind of way towards that person is. Do you guys remember the TV show Sequest? Wait. Yes. Yes. What? Do okay, not so say you're... Jonathan Brandis. He's dead. Uh, yes, him. It was him. Well, actually, he's dead now. But still. Well, um, he's dead. Now. I remember bring feeling us some in. kind of way about him, but then like older, like older Jeremiah. So like from age eight to like age twelve or whatever, it was like Jonathan Taylor Thomas and the Backstreet Boys, which is very like cliche and standard. <laughs> that was like but, every like, girl. <laughs> Well, for me, um, I I can remember, quote unquote, having crushes on, like, I've said this before, I had a quote unquote crush on Counselor Deanna Joy from the Next Generation. But I, I realize now it's because I liked, I liked her hair and costume. I don't know. I just thought she was pretty because she had big hair and she wore like, a cat suit. What is that noise? Um, and then I also, speaking of Batman and Robin, I did also really love Uma Thurman in that movie, and she's basically a drag queen in that movie. Oh, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> but I would say my first boy crush, I did have a crush on. The, there were the. Remember when Abercrombie and Fitch would put out their quarterly catalog? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very. Yes. Very much. Yes. There were these two models that were um, twins, and they were like. They were like their like main models for a while. They were on bags. They were in the quarterly catalog. I had posters of them on my on my uh, closet door in my bedroom. And then I also remember having a crush on Ryan Phillippe in Cruel Intentions. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> he was so cute. So cute. It's I, mean, gonna... I don't know how my mom didn't know I was gay because I had like fourteen Sarah Michelle Geller posters across my room. In, in <laughs> right. Yeah, same girl, same Buffy. That is such a a gay movie, too. Fucking cool intention. Oh, it truly, truly is. So it was so erotic. Yeah. So I have a question about your posters, just to circle back, but then we can get out, obviously. But I did any did either of you like purposefully put like posters that have like a guy and a girl just to have the excuse of having the guy? Like I would have Leo, but with Kate Winslet. Like to make uh-huh. me like, oh, I have such a crush on Kate Winslet. She's so hot. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll put on my Instagram. I actually found a, when I was home at my parents a few weeks ago, I found a picture of my bedroom from when I was in high school. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on my Instagram. Like it's sad how gay. I look back at now. I'm like, it's a giant Britney Spears poster. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, Abercrombie and Fitch catalogs. Uh, uh, no, I, I had yeah, no... I did include I did include photos of girls from Abercrombie too because I didn't want it to be just boys. Same. Oh no, same. mine. Uh, oh no, it's like I was deep cover, so like it was just Sarah Michelle Geller, and I was, I was like, I think she's amazing, and my mom was like, Why are you like, Yay, you're straight? I'm like, No, I just want to be her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! All right, so that was a good one. Let's see. Um, uh, let's see. Ma, let's see. Um, I am the real Cesario, a big fan of the podcast. Wrote, in your opinion, what was the best snatch game season on Drag Race? Oh, Joey, are you watching Drag Race this season? I am. I am. Uh, um, wh- what did we all think of the snatch game this past week? It was okay. Uh, 
I thought Gigi was actually really, really good. Gigi that was, was my standout. Gigi was my standout. And I have to say, and it makes me really uh, sad. I guess I don't know what the feeling I have. But you know what? Fucking Sherry Pie is killing it. And, yes, she is. and it's it's such a it's such a tra- uh, yeah. what, like you don't even know how to feel like it's a mess and I don't want to say like wow she's doing a great job but she's doing a great job she she's an obviously phenomenal theatrical act actor um she she yeah. does old really well uh it's she yeah. just ruined her she just ruined her career with just being just a, yeah. a, a predator and they didn't even they didn't even they and it was so fucking stupid how they edited it this week because they didn't show her walking the runway. Like, they didn't give her a runway look, but then they still showed her look. Like, <laughs> they showed her look and included her in the top. It's like, if you're. Well, yeah, they gave her critiques. It, it was so dumb. It was so weird. And all that does is fuck over the designer who made that outfit. Yeah, exactly. Give them credit where credit's due. Uh, I thought the statue was good. Gigi was phenomenal. Like hilarious. I thought, was, I, I thought Jackie Cox deserved more credit because her Lisa Rinna was fucking hysterical. Uh, yes, I, yeah, I would say top is Gigi and um, Jackie. Um, was, Widow was fine, but like wasn't amazing. Yeah, and that I was don't terrible. Think anybody I else didn't think, yeah. No, I didn't see any other. Stuff. I would say if I had to, if I had to say a season of Drag Race that had the best snatch game, it would probably be season six because that was. Bianca doing That's it. Judge That's Judy. it right there. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, ben de la Creme doing uh, – uh, not Judy Dance. Julie uh, Andrews. Mag- no, um, she did um, Maggie – Dame Maggie That's Smith. it. That's it. That's it. Didn't yeah. she do Julie Andrews for something else though for like one of the she musical did numbers? Andrews in um, Yeah, in All Stars. Yeah, no. I agree with your season. I, Bianca Del Rio is one of my favorites. I would say yeah. is my favorite and, and just hilarious as Judge Judy. It was just so fucking funny. I, I, feel like, I, I feel like Chad Michaels, I don't know if this was all stars or the actual season Chad was on, but when he did share. Like, like, oh yeah. That was, that was I mean, that was four. dead on. <laughs> and, but also yeah, like season it was, four. It was one of the first times Sorry, though, that like you saw somebody like switching wigs and like, it would like it preempted the whole like switching character situation in snatch game. Yeah. Right. Right. And, Season four for because season fours was the shit show with um with Fifi and Kenya Michaels and all them. But season four also had um Willem as Jessica Simpson, which was really funny, and um Sharon as uh, Michelle Visage, which was hysterical. Um, I, I liked Tatiana as Britney Spears. Um, I thought that was a fun stash character too. That is true. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, other. Uh, yeah, that's all. Everyone else is just like, oh, I went, uh, someone wrote, um, just sending positive vibes to you in these times. Thank you, Michael. Wig, wig goddess wrote, hi, it's Bev bitch. Hello. How are you? <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello. Oh, you, hello you. Oh, hello you. So, um, yeah, we're kind of wrapping up here. Um, so I'm surprised Joey, no one shot out any beauty questions. I mean, I'm I have I'm free oh, advice right now. Wait, 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 wait. Let me let yeah, let, let me extend this just a little bit, um, Drew, if you'll if you'll allow me. Yeah, go um, ahead. So since we're, we're all on the like quarantine, um, Joey, what hmm. are your at home quarantine beauty tips? Uh, I think this is the best time to a give your hair and skin a break from daily routine so if you don't obviously don't have a social media presence like our our friend bev here don't don't wear makeup you know give your skin a, a break and and some breath uh same with your hair don't do your hair don't put product in it don't put hairspray in it don't put gel in it unless you have to be seen obviously 
literally just let it live and and and, and this is the time to start doing some like um uh, deep conditioning treatments and you can make yourself at home they're very easy you don't have to go out and buy some expensive whatever paul mitchell whatever brand just make a, a at home um little mask for your face for your hair just really kind of like baby yourself and and don't touch it and then when you come out of this you're gonna have like a fresh palette your skin's gonna love you your hair's gonna love you um it's not the time to experiment with home colors it's not the time to experiment with your inner barber it's not the time to experiment <laughs> what with do you, your what do, you, what do you mean by that what do you mean by that means <laughs> i get at least so i shouldn't i shouldn't tell you that i carved lightning bolts into my sideburns oh, Lord. well you know what you have wigs to cover so we're fine um <laughs> It, 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 I, I get at least two to three uh, photo messages a day of people who've done their home haircuts or their home fades. Granted, listen, I get it's going to get to a point where some of uh, people have to shave their heads because they just can't deal with it anymore, especially our healthcare workers. I will not fault you for that. If it's about safety, if it's about just um, convenience when you're super busy and you're working on the front line, shave your head if you have to, you have to. If you need tips on how to shave your head, I will help you with that. But if you're just shaving your head because a bitch doesn't feel cute and you're ain't doing nothing and you ain't working and you're home, I don't care. Leave your hair alone. Give us a new palette when you come out of here. If you come out of here with the longest hair you ever had, guess what? We have so many more options as your stylist to give you a new, different, or refreshing look. So let it go. Let your hair grow. Um, I mean, it's as simple as that. Go ahead, Elsa of you. Yeah, very, very Elsa. Uh, Frozen 2. Frozen 2, I I would argue, is better than Frozen 1. But anyway. um, (laughs) We're not going to get into that argument now. I agree, actually. (laughs) But, um, that being said, yeah, I mean, I personally, I've done like different curl masks on my hair. I have allowed my hair to just grow. My curls are growing on the side, and I'm actually kind of loving this look. Uh, TJ, luckily, gets a, a haircut every week, so he's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's just, it's, it's just, it's people feel like they, there's a need for normalcy, and, and that part of that normalcy is getting your haircut every couple weeks. But it's, it, we're not in a normal time right now, and you're not being, no one gives a shit. Everybody's hair looks like crap. Look at TV. Half these news anchors, did you see their roots? Like they're letting their hair grow. Public figures are letting their hair go. Your fucking ass who's off from whatever job is closed right now, like you're fine. If you're not going out in public and it doesn't, and you're not being seen on like social media or whatever whatever don't do anything to your hair give it a break you're gonna thank me for it your hair is gonna be amazing when you get out of this and if you need any tips or if anybody needs any tips on some home masks or home care you can reach out to me uh at instagram it's at joey v underscore hair um and before we wrap up um i I wanted to kind of shout out that you have also beyond being a, a stylist have also volunteered um to support the medical community because you do have look at uh, jeremiah being a hostess this week <laughs> yeah. um, like you have, about uh, goddamn time a certain uh, amount of licensure i don't know exactly what it is but you're going to be helping jefferson uh, yeah, yeah. urgent care center yeah yeah so, so i um yeah, I have a previous, uh, uh, I'm, cer- I'm a certified national, nationally certified medical assistant, and that just entails that I, um, clinically, I can do phlebotomy, venipuncture, administer vaccines, administer immunizations and medicines and uh, EKGs. I can assist nurses and doctors in procedures um, and pretty much just be the helper to our, our medical staff as, as needed in whatever capacity they need. Um, so I did that for a long time while uh, still doing hair, and I, I left the medical field about five years ago. 
uh, and in lieu of, uh, not in lieu of, but it, with what, with everything that's going on right now, obviously my salon's not open and I can just sit here and collect unemployment and yes, I'll be fine, but I have a set of skills that are useful and I decided that I would give it a shot and say like, hey, do you guys need me? And it worked out that Jefferson has some needs at their urgent care facilities, which will also be doing testing for COVID and everything. And I thought, you know, since I've already had it at this point, I'm known to be safe and not a risk. So fuck it. <laughs> just, I did uh, about, uh, I would say I did about four months of medical studies in the past week um, to, to get myself all caught up and uh, dusting off the old stethoscope and I'll be heading over to Jefferson within the next week or so. Well, Aww. thank you for being uh, yeah. part of the solution and, and pivoting That's and making right. things better for people. Absolutely. If you can do it, do it, you know? So as we wind down here, we forgot to do this last week, but I want this to be a weekly uh, thing. Uh, something that each of you can recommend to our listeners, either co- like something to watch, something to listen to, to, to uh, take up the time that we all have now uh, under quarantine. Is there something that you're particularly like watching, listening to? Doing? Uh, Jeremiah? Yeah, so um, I, I kind of went on a nerdy TV show rant the last time we did this. Um, I'm I was going to say, I forgot this turned into a nerd podcast the last um, time I asked it. I'm going to pivot and do some podcast listening. So uh, I will recommend Nicole Byers' Why Won't You Date Me? <gasps> I love her. It's, it's such a good podcast. It's about an hour an episode. There's probably 110 episodes, so you can you have plenty of things to binge. Um, also, Vicky Vox just released a new uh, podcast called Doing Good. Uh, there are a number of episodes there. She does like a weird tarot card reading, and I don't know the, how I feel about that, but like her conversations around that and with the people are, are actually really entertaining. Um, so I would say those are two podcasts to check out. Okay. I will be checking those out. I love Nicole Byers. I think she's just absolutely hilarious and amazing. Yeah. Um, I, okay, one show that really like changed me, and it, it, it just women empowerment, feminism, women of color. Um, it was the, it's called, it's on Netflix. It's called self-made the story of CJ, uh, Madam CJ Walker. Oh yeah. With, um, Octavia, with Octavia Spencer, Spencer. Right? it, that, sh- that was just so good. You ha- it's such an easy binge. You get through it really quickly. I'm very into history and things like that. So, um, that and like drunk history is hilarious and a good way to get some of your American and world history, but like in a fun way. So those will be my two tops. I love, I'm a history nerd and the, the, um, self-made with C- Madam CJ Walker was just really moving. And I really, I really recommend watching that. Drunk history awesome. is so funny. Hilarious. <laughs> Um, my recommendation is going to be, and it's finally available streaming on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, one of my all-time favorite movies is a movie from the late '80s, early '90s called Soap Dish, uh, with Sally Field, I love that and, movie! <laughs> and Whoopi Goldberg, and Robert Downey Jr., yes! and like Harry Hatcher has a small part in it. It's about um, it's about a soap opera uh, and like the behind-the-scenes drama of a soap opera. Um, and it's hysterical. I put a thing today I, uh, on my Facebook, uh, a monologue rant that Sally Field has about turbans. That's really funny. The ending's a little problematic because it was made 20 years ago when we weren't as progressive as we are now in regards to um, trans people. Like, but, like friends. Um, aside from that, yeah. 
aside from that, um, it's it's a pretty funny movie, and it's good. It's a good movie that every gay every gay should know and be able to quote. So if you have Amazon Prime, go. Bev, are you watching Dispatches from Elsewhere with said Sally Field? I am not. I've heard mixed things. It's weird. Watch it though. Give it your own. Give it. A, yeah. Give it. A, give it your own shot. Don't worry about what people are saying. Just I would like to see yeah. what you think of it. Yeah. Here in Philly, right? right in Philadelphia. It's very yeah. great for being quarantined because it kind of shows you the places you can't go. <laughs> yeah. And my friend Brandon, who makes a lot of my drag stuff, uh, was one of the customers. Oh my god. Well, it's just so awesome. I loved it, but I'm also into weird shit, so that's a different podcast. <laughs> All right, kids. Well, let's wrap up here. Um, where Joey? Where can they find you on social media? And if they want to then know you a little, a little something, something, where they can do that too. Okay, so uh, you can find me in real life at my salon, Odyssey Hair Studio. It's at Twelfth and Locust. You can book online. Um, my social media is uh, on Instagram at Joey. Wait, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Are you drunk already, Linda? Yes. Uh, at Joey V underscore hair. My Facebook is hair by Joey V. Uh, and if you want to Venmo or, or anything, I would actually ask you to Venmo, uh, not me, but send it to Bev because this is an amazing show. And financially, Aww. I should be just fine. Uh, but donate. If you're making masks, donate masks. Ask your healthcare providers if they need anything. Give $10 to a nurse and buy her lunch. Uh, them lunch. Uh, just do something for the frontline workers right now because they really are going through it, hon. Uh, so, but don't worry about me. Don't Venmo me. Venmo Bev. It's at it's Bev bitch. You're hired. <laughs> uh, Tamish, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Side Shade on most social media platforms. If you want to send me dick pics, it's the J Spoon on Snapchat. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, Venmo is Jeremiah-Spoon. You, it's very clearly me. Um, I donate anything that I get from this or anything else that I do entertainment-wise to other performers. I'm lucky enough to be employed, um, so uh, I try to give it back. Um, yeah. That's Perfect. It. And you can find me on Venmo, Instagram at itsbevbitch, and Facebook at Favor. Um Joey, you've been a delight. Oh, I love being here. We should we should have you film like a, a film. We should have you do like a, a recurring segment, like like a, a, a moment with Joey or yeah, something. Yeah, it could be like curly corner or something stupid like that. Yeah. You, you you figure it out we'll, and, and we'll figure it out in post. It'll be it, it'll be Joey's people job call my and people he'll give us tips on, on beauty. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, boys. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah.